0: Okay, guys, welcome. How's everybody's lunch? Had a good lunch. Any Burger King people in the house? Yeah, a couple of Burger Kingers, Come on.
1: Apparently, it was bang average. Bang average. First. Oh dear. Just fill, fill with red.
0: Thank you for coming to uh, the seminar. Really appreciate that you've um, chosen us. Um, hopefully, this room won't get too warm, but um, do feel free to fan or, you know. Clap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we're here to talk about teams, developing teams, and hopefully you might be able to take away something that um, you can apply locally and maybe kind of help with some of your teams and rotering, and just also it's just a kingdom principle as well. But before we get there, um, we, just, we thought it'd be good to introduce ourselves. So my name is John. Uh, I am a worship pastor in Birmingham, and we have uh, three locations, four different congregations in those three locations. Um, so some of those worship teams are kind of full bands you know electrics and drums and all that sort of stuff and cameras and lights and that whole thing Um, but our other sites are maybe three or four people or maybe even one or two people at our various different sites so and there's quite a range of expressions of worship I guess in our church so um, it's fun to be able to have a bit of everything Um, so yeah that's a bit about me Um, I've been doing worship for I don't know how many years maybe 15-ish about 15 years um, just and so yeah been worship pastor for uh, coming up on eight years so just um, it's been been fun and a learning journey um, but this is a bunch of stuff that a bunch of other people have sewn into me so hopefully it will be helpful to you. I
1: am um, Suze I'm from Manchester Vineyard where I uh, am the worship pastor along with Andrew who is my husband and um, we have a slightly different place of coming from than John because I work for the BBC making radio Andrew's a social worker so We are worship pastors of a rapidly growing church um, in the time we have available. (laughs) Um, So we have a brilliant challenge of our church sort of came out of COVID and it's just So I think our team went from six to 25 in like a year. So that's great, that's great fun. But then how do you build teams and how do you keep culture? And I just need full disclosure, John, just has done all of the work and he was just <laughs> like would you um come and sort of host with me because he's really committed to this whole diversity thing that we were talking about and it not just being you Another know men up front um and also look at his organization these are the most beautifully written notes i've yeah. ever seen so he's done all the work and i'm just gonna freestyle stuff that i think might be helpful She so
0: carries a lot i'm here <laughs> It's not just a token. Um,
1: I'm really glad this is here. No, and I thank you for asking, but um, he's great. So be excited That's, about all that he has to bring for the next stage of the it now. It's going to be good. So yeah, but building teams is kind of and you're loading like,
0: load out church right meeting a school. We
1: are we meet in school um, in Ardwick, which is one of the poorest parts of Manchester, and we are 8:30. Get in, make a church unmake a church make it look like you weren't there go home again and um, up until this year we also had exam tables that would sometimes be in the hall right. they have to like fold all them down before you start making churches yep. fun and games one of
0: our sites is in a school as well loading that load out the other day the um, the caretaker for the school just didn't arrive <laughs> just didn't come so we had to call the business manager of the school get him across to open up it was it was a whole deal they didn't get into like 20 minutes before the service started. <laughs> so, PA upstairs, go, 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 So it was a bit stressful. But, you know, we deal with a bunch of different things, don't we? So, um, guys, we're here to talk about building teams. So I thought it would just be great to um, ask you guys to just maybe find someone you don't know or you just, like, turn around or whatever and just have a quick two-minute discussion. Why is it important to find volunteers? Why is it important to build teams? Um, yeah, so maybe just just in threes, twos, threes... Just find someone and just um, just have a bit of a chat. In your opinion, why is it important to build volunteer teams? Last thoughts? Okay, for real guys, let's come back together. Let's uh, just draw those conversations to a close. Not getting the back of mine. Okay, guys, we'll uh, come back in. All right, we're going to restart. Let's. Um, so, some of the, some, so Why don't you shout out some answers that came along? Why you, just short form, like just quick, quick comment. Any ideas? Why, what what came out in your groups? Sustainability. Mm, that's a good word. Sustainability. Love that. Well, Any of those? yeah right so helping people to grow sustainability was one and um, growth and discipleship was a second thank you for sharing guys any others Amazing, thank you. I really releasing people to step into that culture. Yeah, that's good. Thank you guys, wonderful. Well, we'll probably repeat some of what you just said, but um, we have some kind of ideas as well. So um, I think firstly, it comes down to when we build teams, we, we actually follow the example of Jesus, right? I know we all know this, but Jesus found a bunch of unqualified people, he, he probably overlooked people. The rabbis of the day would never have gone to, the, to fishermen and said, oh, you're going to be something. Um, but he found them and he invested in them and he, and he said, hey, come and follow me and then released them. So we're, we're replicating Jesus when we do it. Also, Paul did it as well, which is um, worth noting as well. Um, we also enable others to discover their gifting, being released into their gifting and um, use their gifts and talents that God has given them. So um, this is both, I think this is both to the benefit of the church and the benefit of the people of God, but it's also to the benefit of themselves. I don't know if you guys have ever been released so just do something that you love doing. It's like, oh, I'll do that all the time. <laughs> I won't sleep. I'm so excited about that thing, you know. It feels such, such a good opportunity when our gifting lines up with, our, with, with the opportunities that we're, that we're given. But also, obviously, as people step into their gifts and talents, it benefits the body of Christ. And I, I was reading, um, you know, in Acts 6. It's a bit of a, like a niche passage. But... Um, Peter, someone approaches the the sort of quarter cycles and said, hey, look, we're trying to feed all these people, all these widows and so on. Um, You need to help us out. because This isn't going very well. And I think Peter said, basically, it's not for me to wait on tables, but let's find some people who are good at waiting tables to help serve to help serve the food. And so I think if they the leaders recognize their calling, they recognize, "Okay, this is God's asking us to push in fully and preach the gospel in this place. We don't want to be distracted by this other thing that frankly, we're not very good at anyway. Let's find some people who are really good at that. So I can do my thing and be present to what God's doing. They can exercise their gifts and talents and be beneficial for themselves and the church. So I thought that's just like a really cool story an encouraging story for us. That even post Jesus, you know, in the Acts church. Um, that was really a, a key thing. Anything to add on that? No, not on
1: that one. I got more coming commonly.
0: Okay, <laughs> good stuff. Um, I think also just to hold you back on the back of the community one, I don't know how many, people, how many times you've heard it um, when there's that person who's like coming to church and they're like kind of loosely connected, but they'll be there one week and then you won't see them for like two months. Sometimes giving them a job to do, even just a simple job, it's like, oh, yeah, I, that's my reason to show up. Um, and so the kind of rotating, the rotor doesn't lie. You know, there's a, there's the, 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 the slight peer pressure of the rotor is sometimes helpful. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I've got to actually started recording my phone as well. We can go yeah, with that if you want No, that's fine. Great, perfect, wonderful. Thank you, Ash. Um, Ash has been amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's been like a powerhouse. Um, Manchester Vignette this very cheesy saying, one team, one dream. Come on. And it's um, basically, no matter where you're serving, we're all like one team. And we try and have this prayer meeting which the worship team are never in because we've never finished. (laughs) Things Mm
0: -hmm. are
1: never set up. But there's this thing that there's about um, about 40 people on the team, like our Sunday team, and it's just this vibe. Like, it's just such strong energy because everyone's, like, high-fiving each other and excited to see each other, and that's contagious. Like, people come in and they want to they join, they want to be part of it, and then you stop being a spectator and you become part of the thing that helps Sundays happen. And... Um, yeah i think that's been a huge part of like us growing because there's it doesn't feel cliquey it feels like you want to join come on it mm-hmm. like obviously mm-hmm. worship will get on that it's just like more complicated um than car parking but when there's somewhere to belong you get to know people I'm you serious. just join in a lot quicker mm-hmm.
0: and also i think you get to you get to know people from different life stages different backgrounds we've just got a um we've just seen kind of mad growth of the cantonese community in our church we have on a sunday morning we have probably 60 um, cantonese speaking people come and bring their families along which is just like amazing that's happened literally in the last year and um so some of them are starting to get involved in teams, which is great for them if, you know, if they've got a purpose. But it's also great for our old-timers to, to, be, to be involved in that community which they might otherwise not be. Um, and so getting to know people and be known by people who are different to you, have different life experiences, see the unique uh, sides of, of God that we might not see and help us all to see God in a, fresher, in a, in a fuller way. It's just a beautiful thing. Um, you know, there's, there's actually a person who's just joined our church. Um, she's like she's she, basically she's been out church for a little while and she said you know what? i just feel like i really need to get back into church and i'm like you know what that is amazing good on you that's awesome but now if we don't do our job of helping you connect with the community there's only so far the determination to turn to church can go and so i'm like okay we need to get her on a team right now because that will give her a reason to show up it will help her to be known and to interact with other people so Yes.
1: It also means she'll get multiple texts in the week saying, "You still go for this Sunday? Yeah, right. Can I can I pick you up from your like? We had a few weeks of students sleeping through their alarm, so until (laughs) you started started going, can I pick you up? You know that proximity thing. (laughs) Sometimes that's literal. Like I'm outside your house, (laughs) are you (laughs) awake? Yeah, that is certainly one of the things that I love. Um, We've got this old boy He's a proper proper man um, John Murphy Everyone loves him Um, He's very funny He isn't always He says things he probably shouldn't in church quite often But I love him And he went, Suze, all these new people You're going to do yourself out of a job And um, I said, that's the plan, John And he said, oh, in which case It's going great (laughs) Constantly reminding yourself that you cannot do it all. Yeah, right. um, You cannot be the only worship leader, and this will all into you know well, this will all cross over what we're saying. But it isn't. Um, you can't think I'm the only one who can bring those. Yeah, right. Um, and I'm now 41. It was my birthday yesterday. Thank you very much. Birthday, uh, I got mentioned a lot, um, <laughs> but. What I'm now feeling is not I need to be on stage, we don't have stage, but um, it's just look at how brilliantly that person yeah. just, and, and we have that privilege of being able to watch the room and see how someone else leading, I can see how, how their leading is touching people differently than when I lead, and mm-hmm. we start to see how. God planned it this way that we can't do it without each other so we need teams because we physically cannot, I mean John has four sides, he cannot be in four places at once, um, but also to remind us that we have to do this together and everyone brings their thing and when everyone brings their thing it's, it's greater than it the some of its parts um, and it's just how, how it's built isn't it, it's how we're meant to do things.
0: Yeah, I love that it definitely it, takes the, it completely breaks down the celebrity culture, isn't it? You know, there, there are lots of churches in the world that have the worship leader or the preacher or the whatever. And it's like, oh, that's the worship leader. But that, by involving people, we completely break that down. And um, I think that's really important to do. So I'm sure you've already, you've, you all know a lot about that. You know, you, know, you know it's important. You've been able to express that with, with each other. Let's get on to the why. Um, this is a little tool that I learned, was, was taught to me was drilled into me I guess um, coming, to the, coming into the vineyard I learned a lot of this from Andrew and Rose McNeil who are the senior pastors also learned a bunch of this from a guy called um, Michael Munson who comes from Duluth Vineyard in um, Minnesota um, he's just like he ran he oversaw like 150 small groups so he's like he's great at this sort of thing so um, so yes IRTDMN is the, is the name of the tool um, IR T-D-M-N. So, one more time. I-R-T-D-M-N. Which, yeah, exactly. It's like, optimum.
1: Yeah. John was like, do you want to help out with the seminar? It's on I-R-T-D-M-N. And I was like, yes, please. What is that? <laughs> and then I was like, oh yeah, this is great.
0: So it stands for identify, recruit, train, so identify, recruit, train, deploy, monitor, and nurture. Identify, recruit, train, deploy, monitor, nurture. And now some of you might have heard this, term, this thing before and be like, oh, this is, I've already heard all this. Hopefully there'll be something fresh in there as well. Um, and if nothing else, we can share our knowledge with each other as we go through it. Um, but let's start with identify. So in the, in the Bible and also in our lives, we see kind of two key ways of identifying people. Identifying people is like saying, okay, it's stepping back and saying, who in this room could, could do something that I'm, looking, that I'm looking to fill, like a hospitality register or a worship team? Um, and there's, I think there are probably two tools that we can utilise. One is God has given us a thing called eyes. Um, so looking with our practical eyes about who is around, um, who is obviously gifted and talented. Who like just is, is the guy that's like, oh my goodness, They're amazing at everything that they do. Or even they've got a little bit of amazing in them. Um, We talk about another acronym for you, FAST, F-A-S-T. This is faithful, available, servant-hearted, and teachable. So faithful, who turns up to everything, who's always around, who believes in what's happening, um, who catches the vision. Available, who has time to be able to do this sort of thing that we're asking them to do. Servant-hearted, obviously you want somebody who's going to be able to stack chairs or clean toilets or do whatever needs to be done in order to see Jesus be glorified. And then T, teachable, um, we want someone who is going to respond well to feedback, who we're going to be able to mould, help them discover. So I've I've seen a lot of FST people who are like faithful, love the church, they're servant-hearted, they're teachable, but they work every weekend okay that's obviously not going to work for them being on a team because they're not available other people are very faithful and available and maybe even serve and hire but sometimes respond difficultly to to teachable moments and feedback and so they're maybe not the person that you want to put into a team or particularly a leadership position is probably what i would say um, so looking with our visible, our visible eyes like a team member who's looking to always be helpful who's the person that comes to you and says hey can I help, can I do anything who's the person that just goes and like, starts coiling up cables or stacking chairs who's that person who just wants to be helpful that's a key like oh I've seen that in you let's have a conversation um, and also for leaders who are the natural leaders who do people follow who says oh I'm going to go to McDonald's anyone want to come with me when, if people follow them that's the leader um, it's, just, it's interesting how some people have this I guess, it's, I guess it could be charisma I think there's something spiritual about it as well that actually people just are drawn to follow other people and obviously for musical talent um, we want to make sure that if we invite them to be on a worship team we need to identify that they are talented musically
1: yeah I think it's worth just saying and it's going to turn light into like a group therapy session it's really hard this So I was um, talking to some <laughs> you know me like no one's here from my church, but this might go on the internet. Um, <laughs> chatting to some friends from church, and we're talking about the summer rotor. The summer rotor is approaching. And I was just explaining that in worship, we're balancing, like, experience, um, gifting, like, how good people are at their instruments, as well as um, which ones they actually play. <laughs> and, like, it's a really hard thing to do. It's like juggling sheep or something, it's actually really difficult, and some of the best advice I was given actually from Jimmy and Kate, who you saw this morning, uh, Cook, was don't, don't, if you've got like a gut feeling, just wait. Mm. Just wait. Because sometimes you see someone and you think you can see the hole that they would plug in your team, in your rotor. Um, but once they're in, it's really hard to get people out. So sometimes you have to. Like this identifying is so important because sometimes you have to wait just to see what happens. Because if you put someone in and they turn out to be, think they're God's gift to worship, that's going to cause you so many more problems in the long run than someone who um, is massively teachable and always turns up on time but maybe isn't you know, quite so gifted. And something um, we found, we've got some amazing musicians who are studying at the Royal Northern College of Music, so they are as good as musicians get. They are, you know, conser- it's a conservatoire, so, you know, imagine. And um, they're so teachable, and they turn up to practise. Wow. And I barely play an instrument, and they, they say, is that what you wanted, Suze? And I'm like, this is great. So then when there's someone who can play like three chords, and it's Billy Big Balls is what I was gonna say, <laughs> but basically like, don't, just wait, just wait, just wait, because. Um, it's better to have gaps and wait and put the right people in and, and people who will f- follow what you're doing, what your past is doing, um, than to find someone who's, who's really gifted but they are maybe pulling in a different direction. Um,
0: just, just to add to that, I think, that I absolutely agree with everything you said, I think just the, the key thing for us to remember is we're not look, just looking for finished products at the same time, you know, we're looking, it doesn't have to be like, this person is not perfect, therefore they aren't on my worship team, we don't want that either, we want we a want tension between the two of not putting people in too soon, but also not disqualifying people for unnecessary reasons, I guess. Yeah. Um, so if the, you, it's, it's about seeing sparks, sometimes you see a spark of like, oh there's life in that person, there's, there's ability in that person, sometimes you see a spark you have a gut feeling of like, mm, there's something not quite right about that person, I don't quite know what it is yet, but I'm just going to give it a couple months just to get to know them a little bit more and see if I can dig and find out what that thing is, there might be a bit of a hesitation.
1: Because it's not car parking, this is the thing, yeah. this is the thing that makes it difficult, um, because it's up the front, and as soon as someone's up the front, they carry something people think projecting on them and then you know you
0: all do it so just to finish off the identify thing there's two more points if you want to identify musical talent we run worship circles where people can just come along and jam have a go which is a great way of saying oh that person can play the guitar um some churches do auditions we haven't gone down that road auditions promise a lot and they can just be emotionally really painful but they work for some people if they work for you that's great we do worship <coughs> circles and that works for us um, just jam sessions as well, just like like one-to-ones or two-to-twos or whatever. Just get, get people in rooms and, and have, have, just have fun playing together. No strings attached, um, but just come up, you know, hey man, you all, you're new to church, uh, you play guitar, amazing. Would you, like, would you all want to meet up sometime and we can just jam out some worship songs together? How would that sound? Oh yeah, great, wonderful. Boom. Organised, in the yeah. calendar, and you can identify. So just the other thing to say though is that we've got spiritual eyes as well. Um, you know in Asbury, with that whole revival thing kicking off... Um, Uh, What what I heard was that the leaders of that movement would would stand on stage and they would see who in the congregation the Holy Spirit kind of spotlighted, and then they would go up to that person and say, Hey, do you lead worship? We feel like God's asking you to lead worship, and they would be the person they invited to be on stage, which is like wild. I mean, that's quite a risk, isn't it? But you know, develop, let's develop our hone our <coughs> spiritual eyes to so be to see what God is doing. Um, you know, like Samuel, when he chose David, he went, th- went through all of his brothers first and God said, no, that's not the one that I've chosen. No, that's not the one that I've chosen. No, that's, but that one who looks completely un- unimpressive, that's the one that I've chosen. So yeah, let's identify. We're going to have to pick up the pace a little bit, aren't we?
1: Yeah, but that's a big one. That is a big that's one. That's
0: a big one, Dan. It's a big one. So recruit is the next one. Um, recruit is basically... Ask them to do the thing that you'd like them to do or that you've identified them to be able to do. Um, this is, Vision is really important. Don't just sell them on, hey, would you like to be part of our worship team? Would you like to show up every Sunday or like Sundays and give up your Sundays really early? Would you like to spend lots of time in the week practicing? That's not a good vision share. But you could say, hey, look, you know, our vision, our vision for, for Birmingham for New York Worship is to pursue God in every area of our lives. We want to say, God, what are you doing? And we want to pursue him. And whatever that looks like, whether on a train or in our worship space, we want to follow him. And we believe that as we do that, we will see a kingdom impact in Birmingham and in our church. And we would love to see the restoration of our city. Would you like to be part of the worship team and help make that happen? It's like, yes, come on. I'm, I'm there. I'm going to do it. Um, so know your vision give every opportunity to communicate vision that's really huge um another another important part of of recruiting is just working out the expectations of what you're actually asking them to do you know we've got people coming from lots of different scenarios lots of different church backgrounds um some of whom will be like our worship is showing up every sunday and whatever other people will be like our worship is just like once a month once every two months and some, people, some churches practice, other churches don't. And, you know, so that's just saying, hey, look, as part of a worship team, it looks like being on time for your rehearsals, it looks like rehearsing once a week, being on a rota once a month. Replying a
1: to text messages. Yeah, right. Please reply.
0: But also, like, you know, how you're living. Are you, for a worship team especially, like, are you living in a way that, that honors God and glorifies Him? Um, are there, you know, it, we... we, we it's an expectation for us that you're part of a small group, part of a community outside just the worship team. Um, So we've literally got an expectations document that we call the Worship Team Welcome Information. (laughs) (laughs) um, That we literally send out to people and say, hey, have have a read of that. If that's something that you feel like you could commit to, say yes, and we'll get get on doing this together.
1: Uh, We do like, uh, are you interested in worship? Come to our house and we'll tell you why you probably aren't really. Basically, it's like an evening where we don't pull any punches, and we start with, it's quite hard work, and we end with, it's quite hard work, and then we say to people, tell us in a week, like, if you want to do this, so we really, and then we have this document, I can't remember what it's called, yeah, but the same thing, so it's like, you've had it, you've sat with it, and quite a few people have come and said, no, I don't want to do this, sounds hard work. (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah, right. I'm not up for it. And it's then, not worth the money.
0: Exactly. There
1: is yes. no money.
0: No, yeah, I know there's no money for yes, no, no money. Right. Yes. <laughs> um,
1: and other people have gone. Yeah, I really, you know, I love it. And then, and then we just say, this is this is just as a reminder. This is what you are signing up for, um, just so that they can't say we didn't tell them.
0: Yeah, right. When you get down the line and they stop turning to, to rehearsals, you can say, Hey, man, help me understand. You yeah, know, we. We agreed to this at the start. Is there something going on for you in your life that we could help you out with? Is there a reason that you can't make rehearsals? How can we be compassionate to you and help you in that? But also, we do need you to be able to put your weight, and it's not fair if you don't. So let's work out a compromise and so on. But I, just, I was listening to a podcast on the way down, um, and someone, I think it was Adam Russell, was saying, you know, what culture do you want to build in your worship team? Um, so as you're thinking about this expectations document, what culture do you want to create? So what values to—what do you want people to hold and live up to? And what practicalities do you need them to do? Does that make sense? Yeah. Wonderful. Just a quick word from Steve Nicholson. He said, don't recruit on a Sunday. Yeah. There are too many things happening on a Sunday. People are in and out. They're mm-hmm. worrying about their kids. On a Sunday is not the time to recruit. On a Sunday is a great time to say, hey, I'd love to have a chat about worship. Could we put a date in the calendar? And we'll chat about it later. Um, Manchester, have a fun rule Because you know, as a leader, your primary responsibility is to welcome the new people right yeah
1: yeah so we have this like saying that a new person not being spoken to is a crisis so you have full permission to drop what you're doing and go and like beeline maybe not if you're playing bass in the middle of a song or
0: leading the song yeah
1: or leading the song but otherwise like a new person not being spoken to is a, is a crisis which comes from our pastors um, also just super quickly there's a brilliant book by Mark Sayers called A Non-Anxious Presence and I found it so helpful because we've been worship pastors for three years now. And uh, there's a few things we do in Manchester that's um, slightly different from maybe some churches. There's certain stuff we don't sing and we're really intentional about what we do through, And um, Just, yeah, we sort of... We lead with a lot of thought behind what we're doing. And um, this non-action presence idea is just that you... You don't need to take everyone with you. You need to know where you're going. And so it's like, I always think of it as the posture, rather than like hanging on to people like this, like I need these people and I need I need them to do things for me. It's just going, this is what we're doing. And you can ask us why and we'll tell you why. Um, and this is where we're going. And you can come or not come. You know, it's super. And, and suddenly your posture just changes from like, I really need people. So like, we're, we're doing this, and we're doing this for a reason, and we've, we've thought behind why, and what's been amazing, almost as the Lord these things, we've had quite a few people come from really busted out in worship, really being up, and have said, I'm never getting involved, just so you know, and I'm like, cool, and then nine months later, I'd like sheepishly, Suze, could we have a, you know, could we have a chat, so really In this identifying and recruiting, think about what you're building and think about how you communicate it. And then just be relaxed. You don't have to, obviously on a Sunday morning we want to take everyone with us, but you don't have to, not everyone has to join the team. And it's better to be relaxed and and have a posture of openness and know that not everyone is going to be into it and that's okay. Um, And not feel like you have to please anyone who comes to you who says they'd like to be in worship. Because maybe it's right that
0: a few people bounce off. Yeah, we don't want to use people, we want to enable people and equip people. Okay, cool. On to train. We're getting there guys. Yeah. Let's, let's keep it moving. Um, so, training is about equipping and resourcing. Are they actually ready to do the thing that you've asked them to do? Do they know how to make the coffee? Do they know how to plug their guitar in? Do they know how to retune their guitar? Um, how Do they know how to use the keyboard? Help people to feel that they know what they're doing, they're confident, so they're in the midst of a crisis, You'd be like, oh, okay, I've got it. So one example for this is we're load in, load out. And we stole this from Belfast City Vineyard. Amazing idea. They have a box for every uh, band member. So there's an electric guitarist's box. And in the electric guitarist's box is all the cables they need and a quick cheat sheet on where to plug it in. So when they unpack, they go, oh, electric guitarist, here's your box. And they go off, set their stuff up. Everybody does that and within 20 minutes it's done. I was like, I'm stealing that. And so we use that every week and it's amazing because if people do it once a month, they're probably gonna forget where to plug their stuff in. Um, But if it literally says on the back of the box lid in which the cable and the microphone is in, they can't get it that wrong. Um, So train, just use some helpful things for training. And I just wanted to pull out Matthew 10, um, when Jesus is sending out the 12, he teaches them what to do. He tells them the message to proclaim. It's a bit like, don't take a coat with you, don't take all that. You remember that passage? Like, um, when you go, don't take an extra, an extra bag or whatever. Um, uh, he instructs them what to take with them. And this is after the five previous chapters of demonstrating miracles to them, teaching them how to cast out demons, how to pray, how to live, and so on. So he doesn't release them until he's first taught them
1: and i think when you've got new members of team um like ours is a lot to learn on a sunday morning on your first sunday so we now have people who know how to do the specific bits so like emma who's um, now been singing bbs for a good sort of year and a half she'll talk the new person through how to use innis because you've never used innis before that's like all world of pain the first time you know and she's like make sure this isn't turned up right at the beginning because it can all get a bit feedbacky and make sure that you could so it's that kind of thing where you're not doing all of it yeah, right. you know so i so that person knows how to do this and then last sunday toby was like on the monitors and then you just people teach each other and then you don't, you don't have to do it all, which is great. And, and again, we make people feel super welcome.
0: And if you're teaching something, you've learn it better. So if you enable people to so somebody else to teach it, then they're going to actually learn what they're doing better because they can suddenly feel like they need to know. <laughs> um, okay, just a quick engaged point. Let's just have a... I know we're in, in like the graveyard shift, right? Straight after lunch. So I'd love to invite you to, to touch the person next to you. What's an effective way that you've found, or if you've not done it before, that you can think of, of training people? Maybe what was done to you to train them uh, or a good idea that you have in terms of training other people. So just in literally twos or threes, just for a couple of minutes. Great. It may not so time.
1: We did those two
0: in eight minutes. Yes, that's on time. <laughs> um, if you send me this, I can tidy up all the That works. Okay, great, yeah. yeah.
1: God, this is so good.
0: It's a lot of information, isn't it? It like, is a lot wow. wow. And also, you don't want to feel like you're saying to people that they don't know. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I've been, I'm, I'm just like, I was listening to the podcast at two times speed, so I'm just like, just like, super 10 million miles an hour. But I, I had some sort of our Hong Kong friends said, look, we can't understand you when you talk quickly. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll try and stay down for you. I struggle. with <laughs> yeah. It's like a point
1: of pride and it's like, that's just like, you know, not listen to the Some people are like, I can do it seven times, I was like, you cannot, you cannot, like, I was like, I can do like two and a half and then it's there's two and a half. This is good. It might be more than five
0: minutes questions. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah right. I, really I think I'll take out the monsite section, yeah. but I really want to hit the diversity section. Yeah yeah. Um, yes, I've got definitely got some
1: stuff to feed in. Right.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Really uh, than it. It came
1: back. So. Financial. Here you guys, it's last great. 30 seconds. Great. It looks, it's great. looks really good. And it's like, what do you say in the country? And so right.
0: you Okay, hey guys, we'll try again and come back. Hopefully this time we'll work a little bit better than the last time. We occasionally have the same shush sometimes the in our church. Sh- <laughs> 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 Wonderful. Which one was that did we just do? Training. Yeah, good. You're listening. Good stuff. <laughs> cool. Um, we're going to move on with deploying. So first step in deploying. Deploying is basically go and do the thing. I send you to go and do it. I deploy you, you might say. Um, Really important is to have a clear and understandable rotor. okay? Something that people can send out where they are just like, oh, I'm there, here are my dates, this is really easy. There are systems like Planning Center you can do it through. And we actually, we're just cheap, we use a Google Sheet, um, but we just make it really like, you know, formatted nice and everyone can see it and everyone gets sent out in good time. Um, We also do like text alerts. We just started doing them 10 days before you serve on a Sunday. Your worship team serving in 10 days' time. Thank you for serving. Um, let us know <laughs> Thank for the you in
1: advance for turning up. Yes, right. Up. Yeah, right. <laughs> you will turn up.
0: Um, so that's really good. Um, we, we'd say, as you were kind of saying earlier, you want to partner less experienced team members with, good, with more experienced team members. Don't put the new drummer and the new bass player and the new keys player and the new vocalist <laughs> together. That's a, a, a recipe for pain. Um,
1: for everyone. For everyone, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly.
0: Um, so pair people up.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? Because sometimes you're saving people from themselves yeah. to a certain extent because you just want to set people up to win and often that means you need to make this version of a team happen because you want that person who's never served in a worship team before to like, get it and be brought on and that might not mean you've got the best possible sounding everything but it might mean that that's, that's totally the correct yeah. Place for them to be, um, because one of the things we found is it's like, because um, we just we are currently growing quite quickly, and who knows how long that will last? I'm not saying, I'm mean, gonna, you know, it's gonna keep going like that. But we want to keep culture, and um, and that's in a real tension in in a good way, um, because tension can be good too, um, but trying to yeah sort of pair people with people who carry what we do already, um, because if you say plonk three brand new people on a team with two other people, it can get, you know, a bit messy in places. Um, so if you've sort of said, this is what we're doing, and they're on board with that, you want to then carry that through on, on Sunday. And good. Um, we use, um, what's it called, Anders? Worship team.
0: Worship team.com. Worship team.
1: Because um, the songs come preloaded. Mm-hmm. Come on. And you can change the keys. That's great. And that's great. Really that's that's awesome. the whole
0: topic of discussion for another time. Yeah. But yeah, if they're, if they're, if they're a system, like if you've got questions Tangent. on systems, come, come and chat to us because <laughs> I can talk to you about systems all day long. <laughs> um, so also invite people to take, play, to take, to partake in a non-crucial event first. Like um, things like smaller environments, get them to co-lead with people, um, get them involved in students or youth or kids worship, you know, small, in, lead worship in small groups. Lead worship for your leaders meeting. That is like, the best place to get a new person to lead worship because there's, there's, everybody's there, like ready to enter in anyway. Um, so, certainly not for success, and there's no judgment in that space. So, yeah, that's what. And that is
1: one of the things um, people can come up to team, can't they, and say profoundly unhelpful things. Mm. Um, so, I, I've become like a slight heat seeking missile to if they're new on team and someone I know who can be, you know, chipping comes up and I'm just sort of loitering calling a cable in the facility just checking <laughs> it It's helpful. And if it's not been, I'll just be like, oh, I need you to come and do it. I don't know, make something up. You know, they don't know what we need to do. Move the drum screen. Um, but as we're deploying people, we're also alongside them. because mm, It's not like once they're on team, you just fend for yourself. It's like, unfortunately, we, we look after these people. You
0: know? Absolutely. So, I just to, just another engaging moment. Would love for you to just take a just a moment to reflect. When were you first invited to serve, and how were you deployed? How did that person get you to do that thing? So, it might be back a few years, but just trying to take a second. What was that a positive experience or a challenging one? How would you do the same, or what would you do the same, or what would you do differently? So, just take a second, just thirty seconds, just reflect. Who deployed me? How was that? Was that helpful? You don't have to talk to anyone about it. You can just sort of, in your own mind, think about it. What would you do the same? What would you do differently? move on sorry it's like a fire hose this afternoon It's just like, <laughs> like information coming at you so we'll move on to monitor so we're on to the mn so this is they're already in a team they're already doing their thing um, and so this is how once we've deployed them what we're doing after that so the first question we need to ask is how is their involvement going i, I just love this bit in luke 9 verse 10 after jesus had sent all the disciples out They come back to him and it says, When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus what they had done. Then he took them with them and they withdrew by themselves to a town called Bethsaida. What actually happened is that they met a crowd there and then they fed the 5,000, which wasn't maybe wasn't cheating intention, who knows. But the, the, the point was that the disciples came back to Jesus, they told him what he'd done, and he said, hey, come away with me, let's, let's, let, let me check how are you doing, how did things go, how can I encourage you? So um, that's kind of where this comes from. So are they doing a good job, firstly? Is, is, is what they're doing working? Are they meeting up to the expectations document that we just talked about earlier? Are relationships working within the team, you know, is there good chemistry between people or is there some, some friction? Um, obviously we want to address that sooner rather than later. Um, in a more positive thing give feedback encourage the good and be specific about it I love the way that you transition between those two songs I just love that set list this weekend oh I thought you did a great job at how you just spoke to that team member you know be really specific call out exactly what you've seen them do rather than like you're doing great it's like oh thanks whatever you know but if you say I really love how you did this then they're like oh someone sees me they appreciate what I bring that's awesome um and gently confront the bad in more general terms. So if someone does something bad one week, I'd say probably, unless it's really bad, if it's like a little bit bad.
1: If they've taken off their clothes, that's probably bad. Yeah, that's know. probably, <laughs>
0: that's probably really bad. But If there's something that's like a little, like just not like, not exactly the culture that you want to replicate, I'd say give them another week. Like don't just like hop on them like, boom, you know, just like, that, that can be a bit like, oh, someone's watching me all the time and, but if you see a pattern emerging in how they're leading, um, I, you know, um, if somebody's not sending the songs out to their team and not giving them a chance to prepare, and then on a Sunday morning everything's really stressed because they haven't had a chance to look at the songs, if that, happens, if that happens one month, it's like, you know what? Got grace for you. You, know, you might have had a busy busy month. Like, that's totally cool. If that happens like three months in a row and relationships are starting to struggle, you might want to say, hey, look, let's have just a, a... The general trend that I see is one of this. How about we let's have a think about how that how we could change that around.
1: Yes. Although never ever do this on a Sunday. Yeah. Never yeah, do yeah, it yeah. straight after yeah. they've just if you've got a stage, come off the stage.
0: We say no bombshells on a Sunday. Is, is what that is say.
1: that you're saying? I like that. <laughs> That's good. Unless they're nice
0: bombshells. <laughs> bombshells of encouragement. <laughs> um, Are
1: we doing questions later,
0: John? Well we can do questions later. Is that there? oh go on free? Yeah.
1: Um, we, you know, I've been with my other team for years and years and years, and often I will go home after a Sunday morning and we play bass, and, and, and some ways I think that was great, otherwise I think that was rubbish, um, but we never, we never spoke about it as a team.
0: That's yeah, yeah, it really helps the sense of community, isn't it? We're in this together, we're on with that.
1: Also, here's a pain-free way of um, communicating with your team, get listen to the live stream.
0: Next,
1: um, <laughs> live stream. You are not giving them any criticism, mm-hmm. they are, they are hearing it for themselves. <laughs> Um, I, I, I'm terrible. I, I get Andrew to listen to it and then I go, How bad is it? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I can take it. Because we all know it sounds much better in the room than it does in the live stream. So that's a really helpful tool with, um, which costs you nothing. You just say, Oh, did you, did you listen back? And then hopefully, you know. Um... Just be
0: prepared to catch your people when they come back with a breakdown. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, honestly. <laughs>
1: But I think, I think this bit's really crucial, um, and I think it's the hardest bit. Mm. I'm a horrific people pleaser. I like everyone to be comfortable. I like to make people laugh. When people come to my house, I overfeed them. I ask them about their week. I remember the anecdotes they told me. I check up on how their parents are doing. All of that is in, this is the same, one, it's in my real house. I do not like saying the hard stuff. Um, I'm married to a social worker, so we're like good cop, bad cop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the first email he's, I think I can say this, when we first started being worship pastors together, the first email he sent, I just read it and went, do you hate them? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, no, no. And it's just because in his job, um, there can't be any ambiguity. But that we are being paid. People are fragile. Um, so it's really hard. And like a growth area for us is to do more of this and to talk to people more and say the hard stuff and not just <coughs> really encouraging stuff because sometimes the hard stuff brings the gold out yeah. um, but let's not pretend it's not tough Absolutely. It
0: and think about how different people different characters will take different feedback in a different way some people are like straight talking just like tell me how it is and we can move on. Other people are like, need a bit more holding and being a bit more gentle. So, and that's not to say that one's better than the other, but people just respond to feedback in different ways. So Let's be mindful about the people, let's know our people and know how they're gonna respond to feedback. Um, So just another reflecting activity for you to, oh sorry, uh, if things aren't going well, what can practically, practically be done to help them? Can we release them? Can we help them with a way of just give them more training? Can we think about a way of just uh, for a season maybe lessening the expectations and just communicating that? You know, is there something that we can do that, that's practically helpful for them in that time? Like get like, oh, you're, you're, you're not, some, sometimes it just feels like you're just like not responding to the congregation when they start singing out. Like be great to see that. Oh, you don't actually know how to mix your inners. Oh, right. Oh, okay, well then let's give you some training on how to mix your inners so that you can hear the congregation. It's little things like that like, to practically done.
1: You might need to open your eyes.
0: Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Like, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> we had a baptism recently, and there was, like, a whole crew of people who were just like that. <laughs> uh, you know, that Sunday, still need your eyes open, <laughs> and you just kind of skip past the tough, tough, tough line, yeah. and then, like, look, look to the back. But sometimes it's really simple, and um, I've been doing this, like, for 20 years, and the more the more there's push and pull and challenge and, um, you know, you're you're for your people and the more they can see that. You want people to stay in for the long game. I always say this whenever I speak anything, but I am so much more interested in someone who's been doing it for a very long time and who is good and funny and kind and relaxed rather than someone who thought their worship journey was going to go a certain way and is burnt out by like 27 Mm -hmm. Um, so let's not lead people up a garden path and let's just that thing Adam was saying I think it's so brilliant be in proximity with people um, you should always be kind of available not like a 2am but like we're never away from the people that we are leading
0: yeah. so just a last reflecting activity just, um, just take a second by yourself in your own mind just to think how do I best receive feedback um, and how could that be a strength or a hindrance in the way that I give feedback to others. So again, don't need to talk to anyone, um, but how do I best receive feedback, and how could that be a help or a hindrance when giving feedback to others? <clears throat> Wonderful. Guys, we've done I-R-T-D-M. One left. One left and then kind of a sneaky two. But anyway, we'll come back. Um, so, nurture. So, nurture is very similar to monitor in terms of it's, it's happened, they are still active, they're still doing their thing. Monitor is like, how is their thing going? How are they, like, How are they? how is their, I hate to use this word, but like performance? I guess it's a very corporate word. Um, nurture is more about how are they? How are they as people? Um, how, is, how is being involved shaping them as a person? Are they thriving? S- struggling? Surviving? You know, where are they on that journey? How is their walk with Jesus going? What's their devotional life? How, f- how are they connecting with him at the moment? Appreciate them. Celebrate them. Tell them that they're the best in the world. You know, that you really love everything that they do. Not everything they do. That's not helpful. But really, just really value all the effort that they put in. Just help them feel appreciated and celebrated. Buy them... McDonald's breakfast when they turn up on a, like, for a sound check or do a team event once a year and just run, like, do a big splash, run a big party. Invite everyone else for your ha- into your house and just cook them a meal. Just something that says, look, we value you, I care about you. And um, care for them as people and not just as team members. It's,
1: it's hard to fall out with people that like you. I mean, actually, if you're married, you know that's actually not necessarily <laughs> <laughs> But... People know you and they know your heart and they, they have seen you up close and they know some of your stuff is, you know, it's hard, to, um it's hard to sort of walk away from that sort of friendship, you know. So um recently uh one of our team was finishing their um their course at, at college, at music college, and um had said, Oh suits, my recital is like um, 2.30 on a Tuesday mum and dad can't make it um, I don't suppose that's coming and I like, managed to swap a shift around at work and got to go and um, it was such a privilege like, he's incredible um, to meet all of his friends and to um, like, buy him a pint and say well done and like, get introduced to this is my worship pastor and everyone's like <laughs> 20 and I'm like, I'm, you know but it's just, remember um, people's birthdays I try and buy donuts for people who've had a birthday in the week, and if they're on team on Sunday, just bits and bobs. We're not superhuman; we won't get it right all the time, but we're in it for the people. And the healthier your—I genuinely think it's true—the healthier your team is, the better worship is, Um, because God cares about all of it, not the product. He cares about relationships. You know how beautiful it is when brothers and sisters live in harmony with each other, yeah. that counts for team as well. So um, nurture people, spot if there's like beef going on, yeah, right. um, try and sort it out, um, and, and move in love first. And I think that's quite hard to resist, hopefully. Absolutely,
0: yeah, and if a if, 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 if person feels like, oh, you know what, John really cares about me as a person. He cares about my family, he knows all my kids' names, he knows what I do for a job, he like just some of those like easy wins. He cares about me. That means that when I then give him feedback, or yeah. uh, feedback, and it's like a bit painful, then they're not saying, "Oh, he he's just trying to use me. He just wants me to do something and do it well." It's not about that. It's like, "Oh, actually, I know that John wants me to succeed because he cares about me as a whole person." Do you see what I mean? So we can. There's some easy wins, guys. You know, just. I, I, during COVID, I used to just ask people, in my early leadership, I used to just ask people, how are you doing? And they'd say, oh yeah, great, um, brilliant, awesome, move on. Yeah. Um, but I, I started to realise, you know that's not good enough. And so now I'll say, how are you doing? How's work going? How are your kids? How, how, how's this week? You know, just drive, really try and de- delve in and be invested in their lives. And um, that's how you win people's trust and, and show that you care So that's IRTDMN. There is a sneaky R, maybe in brackets at the end of IRTDMN, so it's like IRTDMN R, and the R stands for repeat. Yeah. Never yeah. stop, never stop. <laughs> Churches in different contexts have different amounts of turnover, so for us, we get a lot of uni students through, so it's like three years and gone, or even less, like sometimes it's just like in, in for a year, do a bit of a job, and then move on. Um, and so we have to like, just constantly be doing it. But even if you are in a church where that isn't the case, it's still just super important to be replacing yourself, um, and putting more people into, you know, helping them to come alive into what God has made them to be doing. It's not good enough to say, like, oh, I'm leading worship every week, and so I need to recruit another worship leader so I can do it every other week. Yeah. Okay, I've done that. Brilliant. Never need to think about how I'll tell you, man, again. That's not, that's not the one. We want to be all the time thinking yeah, in all the different leadership positions or, 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 or serving positions that we have. Let's keep the churn. Keep it in the back of our minds.
1: Yeah, i overheard heard someone in our church say the worship team was full. And I just yeah, right. said, hi. <laughs> hi. <Yeah. laughs> I'm serious, I'm like, I have to worship. Nice to meet you. <laughs> It, as soon as like your team's looking healthy and lovely someone's having a baby someone's getting married a baby yeah, right. has got them. Uh, <laughs> someone really needs to take time out because their child is not sleeping and i we think we had
0: it this year we had uh, two two of our worship oh. we, so we have one band the two worship leaders had a baby um two of the musicians got married and then one of the one of the musicians was graduating and like, with this final project coming up and so that was literally the whole band out for three months mm-hmm. just like boom and so i was like flip okay <laughs> turn that turn that recruiting thing back on <laughs> let's
1: get some people um, when we took over three years ago I felt really like we don't have, we don't have enough Lord um, and I went to the leaders conference and um, got slammed basically by the Lord and um, I just had this sense of he was like it's loads and fishes, mm. you give what you have and I do the rest you know, so don't, um, don't, don't tell me you don't have enough. You know, it's not for you to m- multiply it. You mm-hmm. offer what it's you good. have, and I do the rest. And someone had this word with me about, um, about glass, um, and how glass is made of sand, but you would have no idea that sand could turn into glass. You know, and that sort of same feeling that the raw materials um, are, are there. We don't necessarily have... We, we don't have to, like, strain every to build something, you know, unless the Lord builds the house, the labour is yeah. labour in vain. And um, my encouragement um, for anyone who <coughs> is like, I've got three people on my team, is to just, ch- if you can, just change the posture to, like, uh, the, so grateful for, for what we have and to give up any thought of what something should sound like um obviously having things in tune is great and like um uh getting people to sing sing better that's a freebie people can get better at singing no one ever thinks they can but you really can um but then just to sort of go okay god this i'm giving this to you this is yours anyway um and and just see what happens because i think we've you know, the big worship world looks very impressive and sometimes we bring the thing that we have and it doesn't look very impressive. Mm. We have to believe that God values it the same mm. and he's after heart. So you, sometimes you have to give up that person who you kind of really need because that's the best thing to do for them. And that's actually, honor- that's actually worship mm. is to say, yeah, please give take six months off um, or go off and plant a site somewhere or, a, you mm. know, because that's the right thing to do. And that's the worship
0: that God loves. Awesome. So just, I'm going to speak to just the leaders in the room for one second. So a couple of things for leaders, ingrain this process in your team, IRTDMNR. Just talk about it all the time. <laughs> Who are you recruiting? Who are you identifying? Who are you tra- Here's how we train someone. Here's how we deploy someone. Just try and do it as much as possible so that you're not the one... That has to do it for everybody, especially for me. I can't be in Foresight's talking to all the new people in Foresight's. I need people who know what know how to do this process, and so I try and talk about it quite a lot. Um, train people how to train people, and it's a kind of a silly thing, but it's important to do. Um, and again, for the leaders in the room, do all of your leaders who are under you have an apprentice leader with them? I heard that the other day, and was like, we 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 were at a conference with our church, and they said. In every area of your church, does every leader have an apprentice leader with them? And I was like, oh man, that's a big challenge. So we've now said, okay, who's your apprentice? Who's your apprentice? Or at least centrally, I'm thinking, who's your apprentice? Who's your apprentice? Who's your apprentice? Um, And helping that relationship to go well. Um, But just for everybody in the room, whether leaders or not, this is not just a leader's responsibility. Um, The identify recruit thing can easily happen by any team member. The train thing anybody can train anyone as long as they know what they're doing. The deploying probably does need to be the leader, and the monitor the monitor and nurture is kind of probably shared between the team, as in checking in on each other and helping each other, but obviously also, also the kind of authority relationship as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Great. So that is IRTDMN. There's one more thing I just want to talk about, which I think is really important, um, and then we'll take some questions in the minus time that we have left. Mm-hmm. We're still under time. There's still time. Good. Yeah. We're not
1: over time, we're not
0: over time yet, but we might be by the end of this um, section. So um, I, if, if people are in multi-site location, like situations and want to talk to me about multi-site, just come and grab me afterwards and I can just share some of the things that I've done. We've done. Um, but the thing I really wanted to talk about is diversity. Um, so it can be really easy for us to just recruit people who look like us, sound like us, um, that we are friends with naturally. That is such a pitfall. Uh, Diversity is a crucial expression of God's kingdom. Okay? Heaven is going to have every nation, tribe, tongue, um, language, creed, like represented. And so we can bring heaven into now by building that... Diversity and just like you said earlier, the um, you know when brothers dwell together in unity, that the Lord bestows His blessing. Uh, it's, 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 unity is, is massive, so um, it's crucial to consider during each step of the IRTDMN process. Because so, as I said, there's a temptation to recruit people who look like us or, or sound like us um, or that we naturally connect with. So try and think about how do we naturally how do we avoid this. So right, you know um, the George Ford thing really affected our church. Uh, obviously, it was a horrific event, but it just it really. Um, Changed a lot of things about how we did stuff. So for about six months, we were just aware of like our unconscious unconscious biases, and so we um, we said, okay, have we just recruited people who look like us? And we did a bit of a look through our leaders and like, okay, how many people are like white middle class? Well, there's actually quite a lot of our leaders are white middle class. But our, our church was semi diverse at the time. Um, But there's a lot of leaders who look like us. There wasn't a lot of leadership, especially racial diversity in our leadership. And so so we said, okay, that won't do. That's not God's will for us. And so this might sound contrived, but we'd say it was intentional. Um, We literally listed out everyone in our church who is from a BAME background. And we asked ourselves the question, what are we intentionally doing to develop that person's leadership? Because it's easy to say, like, oh, what are we doing to help that person? Oh, they're doing this, so off they go. That wasn't good enough for us either we said okay what we're doing for this person and you on the pastoral team you are responsible for this person's growth and so we split it up around the team the different people that we connected with and literally for six months we met together once a month as part of our pastoral meeting and literally went through the whole list. How has this person moved forward? How has this person moved forward? Has, and obviously, not everybody in that is now a leader. Some people had legitimate things that, that meant they couldn't be a leader. But for us, it was really important to be intentional about it and to spell out, you know, let's, let's, let's completely, as much as possible, diminish our unconditional biases and let's p- specifically look for those guys. Um, so, yeah. Anything to add on that? Yeah. Um, so,
1: our story at Manchester Vineyard... Oh, sorry, just the
0: other part of the story yeah. is now... We've been praying for years to be a, to be a, a more diverse church. Now we are in our morning service. We are majority minority in our morning service as a result of just changing that story around and, and putting, uh, getting a bigger diversity of ethnicities in our leadership.
1: Yeah. So um, in Manchester, we had this, I think, slightly unusual situation where we didn't meet at all for eighteen months. Like not at all. We met in one person's garden once, but. Um, so we didn't know when we be- opened up the doors again in September 2021, who would come, if anyone would come, if it would be like just the leadership team, we didn't know. Mm-hmm. And um, what we didn't realise is quite a lot of people had sort of joined our church, but not told us. Um, and so we opened up the doors and it was like, great, who are all these people? Where have they come from? And it's kind of um, kept unfolding like that. And one of the things that has made me feel like it is the Lord and not just luck is we look more like Manchester looks Um, Mm, um, and that's like in, you know, I I always feel deeply uncomfortable trying to use the right words, but basically we are more diverse in every way. We have um, more people from different incomes. We have more people like geographically different bits of Manchester. We have different family makeups. We have, it just, you know, looks, different and um we had a family join recently and she was just like this this isn't a thing you see in you know she wasn't a christian um and she was just like i love how how mixed up this place is and you all love each other and i was just yeah. like you know it looks so um like it looked like a place that she would fit in with her family and she it's this lovely story. This is just a little encouragement. Um she came on Easter Sunday and she's like um the cousin of one of one of the team and um, she said, I don't really know what's happening but I like the way my heart feels when I uh-huh. oh, come on That's so good. And then she gave her life to Jesus and her wow. kids like love it and run up to the kids leaders and it's she travels like an hour to get to us. Uh-huh. But one of the things she saw was that the room just had changed. Um And um, we recently have a guy who's just started leading worship who um, looks very different to me. He is very, very cool, tall black guy. And he's also from Manchester, born and bred, which is really important because all the rest of us have kind of come from other places. So, um, and when he leads, he does something I cannot do. Um, And this is what I love. And I've got, like, a little soapbox, which is, all worship sounds the same. Why does all worship sound the same? And what I love is when David leads, he leads the same songs completely differently. Um, And it is from his core of his being. It is so natural. It's, like, exhaling. And it sounds different. And it, 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 like, hits different. And so that's what I get excited about, is, like, as as our team looks more like the city, looks more like the congregation. I want people to, we never say we want it to sound like X. We say we we want what comes out in worship to sound like the people involved in worship. And um, I do not want it to sound like Bethel. I do not want it to sound like Hillsong. I do not want it to sound quite like anything else. And I want it to sound different when someone else leads. Because, it's like the Heineken advert, you know, that beer Refreshes the part that other beers can't reach Um, (laughs) Like, every It's it's at the heart Of this vineyard thing, which is everybody gets To play, and everybody You get on your team If they're, like, young Or older And I don't think we should be booting Worship leaders out when they hit 50 Like, when preachers hit 50 They're, like, hitting their stride Mm -hmm. And they're, like, um you know, are getting really good at this preaching thing. Why do we get really positive leaders when they're like forty-five? Um, so I think we've gotta think big about teens um, about how they look. And I don't just mean, you know, ethnically. I mean in all ways. Like can you get your t- teenagers involved, can you get people who are older involved? Can you, it just the more options there are, the more people are experiencing God in different ways because people bring their own something to the table um, to offer and I think it's really exciting and I really think we have to break out of worship all seven the same job? <laughs> so. and I think we're, we're about that in Vinyard. Like yes. it needs to come from the core of who we are and um, we need to look after people and we need to make it a safe space for people we need to love people well and when people muck up we need to still love them well I need to be close to people, and um, this is harder than fixing the hospitality roads Yeah, right. That's the other thing to say. Like, it just is. Worship is, is contended for. It is contentious space. It is. Um, it's difficult because something happens, you know. So it is. It is bigger stakes than sort of making sure there's someone to show people to a car parking space. Um, <laughs> And remember that because it's not, it's not quite. They're not all the same. Not every rotor is the same. Yeah,
0: right, <laughs> so, just the last couple of thoughts on diversity. Yeah, you know, when we're recruiting, are we looking with spiritual eyes? Are we just looking at people that look, look look like us? Let's let's be let's be smart on that. Um, when we when we're monitoring people, it's important to think about how different cultures will receive feedback, and just making sure that we are feedback in a culturally appropriate way, so that they don't like blow out or, or misunderstand what we're trying to say. And also nurturing. How can we celebrate people who are different to us? Pe- pe- people and cultural groups celebrate in different ways. How can we celebrate in a way that will enter their world and make them feel special? Um, so, yeah, that's everything from us. We have 40 seconds <laughs> yeah, left Yeah, great. In. Strong. Um, but if anyone's got a burning question, I'd love for you to shout it out. And if uh, John not... John
1: will answer it if you've got a burning question. <laughs> and
0: then... Um, and if, and if not, then, then if you want to shoot, you can. If, I don't think there's, there's not the seminar in a little while, but I think we've got a break so you can just you can chill out, you can come and ask us questions. So, anyone got a question they'd really love to ask? <coughs> yes, yeah, a little
1: while ago you mentioned something about one of your whole bands being like, taken out for the few Does that mean that within your church and within your voters that actually you guys kind of almost put the same bands together and have them set, set like, Sundays, so than having like yeah, okay, yeah.
0: different churches do it in different ways I know some people do like the, the planning uh, so but do we have set bands of every week the band is the same so the week two band is always these people or do we have like a pool and people just put in their dates or we ask people to do different dates, different churches work in different ways I don't think there's a right or a wrong I think there's something to be said personally about Having, having, having set teams because it's like these people get to know each other they can do life together and they can musically understand each other as well but other churches you know I, I, churches in places like Manchester or London where the musicians are flying off all over everywhere that's not going to work great so booking in dates works better so whatever works for you in your context
1: Did you lose a whole team though?
0: We did <laughs> we did so we fought I mean we've got quite a lot of people on our team so we managed to sort of cover it off and we had like three bass players play for the first time one week after the other <laughs> or like one month after the other so um, yeah we'd like just chat we, we had to just be really smart on okay who's just joined the church who's the new person in, in the last six months that so we could get involved so yeah any other questions? just, just one point just a uh, thing that I've heard said which is recruit your replacement mm, I mean scary. you sort
1: of alluded to it but, but actually the point really is don't be afraid of being make redundant yourself because love takes
0: on something else. Absolutely. And there's, there's a lot of parts of my role or your roles that you can do but don't really fire you up, right? Um, if, if, where, where you're doing something that you can do but doesn't fire you up, you are denying somebody else their opportunity to do the thing they love. Just to... Um, you were
1: talking about training to me and
0: family out for these... Uh, your videos... John's in my worship team, so yeah. um, I'll pay I'll pay, pay <laughs> it so uh, later. <laughs> <I'm, laughs> you haven't
1: seven. hit that age yet. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a long <laughs> way to go
0: So we, well, I've basically done quick like just really shoot like literally filmed on my phone like here's how to here's how to plug the PA in. Like literally, but like here's how to use the keyboard setup. Literally just handheld two minutes, shoot it off to anyone who plays keys. Super easy to do.
1: I'm that. I can
0: already see everything. <laughs> <laughs> any final questions, guys? Do you have any particular sort
1: of tips or advice for
0: building almost from scratch? Building from scratch. Mm-hmm. Are you in like a relatively new church, or like, or just a, what? It's like a it's kind of the arts, like Oh, great! My family's from Pentecost.
1: Anyway, um, okay, yeah. cool. Um...
0: I so think probably one or two people,
1: but there's not like an established ministry you know,
0: structure or... yeah yeah right I'd say just chat to as many people on a Sunday as you possibly can and um, and like, try, try and build your community before building a team. I think um, even in my environment where we 've got quite a lot of musicians, the most common recruits are people who've just joined the church, rather than people who've been around for a long time, mm. which is interesting, um, but so I 'd just say like just try and. Try and, sometimes, well, okay, just another thought. I've just, i just, I think we've lost a little, you know, when the vineyard started, it was like, oh, we don't have a worship leader. Okay, I'll learn guitar. You know what I mean? I think we've lost some of that. Like, actually, it can just be somebody who's literally just saying, you know what? I can, I can learn how to do this. And so that, that desire and hunger, just because it's like, I want to worship the Lord. I, want to, I don't have any worship leader. Okay, well, I'll learn. I'll, just that ownership of like, actually, I can do that. And so you might want to call out. You might see leadership on people that isn't musical. You might say, hey, there's, a, there's leadership on you. We, we really need a worship leader right now. And I know that might sound crazy to you because you've never done that before, but hey, look, here's a guitar. Here's a songbook. Here's some, like, we'll pay for, like, maybe we'll pay for guitar lessons or like, I'll meet up with you and show you how to play guitar. Or like, I think some of that can just be just, even if it's just for a season, you know, um, helping people just, sometimes sometimes there's a, you can you spot the leadership thing, um, but sometimes even asking some, someone to do something that they don't love but will do for a season is actually a, is, a, is a helpful way of like an obedience thing and like actually God's asking me to do something that I maybe don't fully know, fully know, fully love, but I think it's important for me to step into that. Sometimes that can be helpful, but it's it's not easy in like a smaller environment when you are like just starting. But yeah, and, and so I just encourage you and your teams just to try and chat, just build, just like so here's here's an example. So. I'll, Oh, hey, Suze. Oh, hey, you're new to the church. My name's John. I'm the worship pastor here. Tell me a little hey, What's your name? Susie. Hi. Okay, what meet you. Tell me about yourself. Are you like a, a books guy or girl? Are you like movies, sports, music? Like, what's it for you? Yeah, I love
1: music. Oh, also really? That's it. interesting. Yeah, oh, always.
0: wow. Have you been involved in music before? A
1: little bit. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what have you done before?
1: You know, uh, some, some singing. I okay. love
0: a little bit of singing. Well, hey, look, we've got worship teams on our Sunday, you know, every Sunday, and we just... Yeah, we, we, we love involving new people so if you'd be interested we've got a worship circle in two, two weeks time would love to see you come along so here's my number you can just let, have a think about it let me know if you want to come along okay boom um, okay. I mean that happens probably 5% of the time
1: <laughs>
0: just, but when it happens it's just like woohoo we've got one
1: I think as well um, we're in this environment now like if you meet someone and you're chatting to them and they seem great here, invite them to come and you know lead worship at your church mm. and sort of rely a little bit on like family resources people love getting asked to lead at another church um, and sometimes that can spark a thing sometimes you need like a little spark of creativity and it can do a huge amount so we had Sam Lane come and lead worship in our, in our church um, a couple of months back and then we did like See, this is me trying to get everyone to like me. We did the best pies in Manchester and beer and football afterwards, but also loads of prayer. And um, it, it just has changed something in the dynamic of the team um, and has, like, re-energised a team that exists. And then that team is, like, well up for it. And then other people are wanting to come towards the team, if that makes sense. And I know it's harder because it's small, but we were, like, six people on team. Eighteen months ago, so things can change. Pembrokeshire is obviously less populous than Manchester, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, we've tried to make like coiling cables the place you want to be. So we've tried to like move chat to like, do you want to come help me coil a cable? Before you know it, are we playing bass? (laughs) 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 You you never know who's hiding a light under a bushel. Sometimes people just need to be told that you need people. There's quite a few people in our church who aren't on team because they don't want to be, but I think if we needed them, they might be on team. So just check there's no one, like, you know, keeping their talents (laughs) hidden. You never know. There might be. Okay, guys, we'll
0: release you there. Thank you so much.